Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitrals podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a multi-hyphenate visionary and the founder of Blythe Mitrals. What you need to know about me is that I'm a little quirky, be spiritual, crazy chatty, and uber passionate about living in true alignment and the art of simpatico. I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, conversations, and breakdowns that help you live a magical lifestyle and which serves you. We're currently in the season Reinventing Yourself, a 25-episode spread anchored on guiding creatives, dreamers, and multifaceted entrepreneurs to ground themselves in their own truth while they go through their beautiful transformation of personal expansion, business alignment, and all that wonder in between. These explorations, how-tos, and conversations will help you stand tall stand proud, and stand as the authentic version of you. Let's do this, my friend. Let's dive in with today's episode and reinvent the magical you. So there was a lot of hype up, I would say, in our previous episode in in regards to the fact that we're going to have these really exploration-based conversations. Yes, I have some answers when it comes to branding, (laughs) but really what we're at the heart of in this chapter is the exploration of it. And that's because there's just simply no one way to brand. And of course, you could say that about all of the other things that we explore within the season, basically with everything that we talked about, right? Like in general, and we'll continue to talk about is that there's just really no one way for anything. Yes, totally. But that's especially true when it comes to branding, right? Um, So we are having our first guest within this chapter, uh, our first of three experts really on looking at what, what is that place of branding? Because I'm sure that you know this, yeah, and and if you don't, you know now, but branding is so much more than your identity, okay? It's so much more than the visuals uh, that represent who who you are and what you do and, and, and your business, more, more so essentially your, your business, right? Um, a brand is the feeling, right? Remember this, I just keep hitting this home, right? And it might be annoying at this point, but truly... Yeah, it's not the specifics of what you're creating, it's the aesthetics. I will say there needs to be specifics <laughs> in order to create the aesthetics, but it's not it's it, you don't need to focus on that so much as you do as the aesthetics, right? What is the feeling? What are you looking to emit? And truly looking at the experience of your brand versus anything else right? What does it stand for? What does it represent? Um, you know, what are, what are the spaces of that? Because really, and this is what we're going to get into today with amazing, amazing crystal, um, is that your branding is, is truly a worldview. And what you are doing is you are inviting others to be in this, this worldview with you to share this, to explore this, to, to have this by their side. So I am I'm so so happy to be having Crystal Smith Aguero on the show. Uh, she is someone who I have been in connection with for, gosh, I think 
most of 2021 now, which honestly is a short amount of time, but also a long amount of time and like what is even time. And the relationship with this woman has just in, like continues to progress. And I am just so elated. I'm so thrilled to be having her on the show to be giving you these gems. So, so, you know, I, I love to have a multi-hyphenate on the show, right? And Crystal is absolutely a multi-hyphenate. So she is a designer with Bloom Sky Thinking and also within her own house underneath her name, Crystal Smith Aguero. Um, you know, she is a mindset coach. And I think, you know, very much this, this idea of consciousness, right, of, of conscious, intentional actions, invitations, uh, uh, explorations, uh, um, demonstrations, uh, you know, just all of these different spaces of what you can be doing with, with your brand and, and how to be nurturing that and, and how to be going into that and having a sense of self in what you do. And I, I think she's particularly great to bring on the show is not because just, you know, her mindfulness and uh, she, she likes to go past the idea of, you know, kind of the breathing and the yoga, you know, when it comes to mindfulness, which, which of course, of course, is so important. Absolutely. And it, it is crucial. And we've talked about that on the show. But mindfulness is truly like it's, it's a lifestyle, it's approach, and you can be mindful in all that you do right? You can be like conscious and considerate in all that you do. And bringing that forward in the design spaces, right? Crystal is especially, I think, amazing because she she has so many insights and not just, you know, the business specific brand, but also the personal branding, right? Because she balances both sides of that. So Crystal and I, that's what we're going to be exploring is not just, yes, both sides of that, but, but the worldview, right? What is it that you are creating? What is it that you're sharing? What is it that you are embodying, right? And what are you bringing people over to to be inside, you know, um, with you? So without further ado, let me bring Crystal onto the show because, oh my gosh, do we get into it? I mean, let's be real. We always get into it, but uh, yeah, yeah, we get into it here. And so it's time to bring Crystal on so you can be in it too. <laughs> let's do it. Ah, listeners. Okay. So I just have to let you know. Okay. Crystal and I have already been talking for like a minute, a minute. When I told you that I love holding space with this woman, I, 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 I wasn't lying. Like we have been in it. Okay. So she is here now. Crystal, you are a gem. You are an angel. I am, I am so happy to have you on here and to hear your thoughts on this because I know it's just going to get so juicy. I just thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany and Mary. I'm so excited about this conversation. I know we can both talk about this sort of stuff forever, so why not record it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so smooth. Uh, mad, mad uh, preps. Uh, if anyone's like really listening for like good transitions, that was a great one. I am taking notes. Um, yeah. So right before, I just want to like dive right into it. You know, I, I'm not into normally being like, tell me your life story or, you know, I mean, I want to hear it. I want to tell you my life story. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I more so, you know, you were talking before about your process, Mm -hmm, right? When mm -hmm. we were kind of getting maybe like grounded right in this and we were already, man, getting into the juice guys, but don't worry, we will share it with you. Um, 
but yeah, when you're getting that juice, you were talking about your process with like your intuition mm-hmm. and the way that you dive in as a designer. And, you know, I was, I was telling the audience before, uh, you dear listeners, um, that what's so great about having you on the show is your multi-hyphenateness and mm-hmm. this, the specifics, right, of, of that union of your multi-hyphenateness and that there is this, this mindfulness element, right? And you're so big on going beyond the meditation. Yes, the meditation's important, but it goes beyond the meditation, mm-hmm. right? And then joining that within these fabulous um, designs that really capture that feeling that I've been talking about, which is, um, you know, getting to the, you know, focusing on the aesthetics and not the specifics, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I really wanted you to be on the show to really talk about this worldview element. Um, but what you said about the intuition was so juicy, Will you just will you just share that for so that everyone can be in the loop? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess talking about how I how I get to understand my clients and how I approach creating their brand is very much an intuitive process for me. So as soon as somebody gets in touch with me, I don't know what it is, and well, I guess I do know it's intuition. Um, but I almost start to already visualize what their brand might be. You know, I might have a few snapshots of information. You know, just how they've approached me in their messages, and I just, I just kind of start to download quite a clear vision of like what that is going to look like. And sometimes clients might have different ideas, or we. They might bring up a couple of things that they've seen. Um, and I absolutely, absolutely work with that and take on board everything that they share with me. Um, but it is a very intuitive process where, you know, we're, we're talking and I'm it just in, in the conversation that I'm having with the client, I'm just like feeling their energy and I'm understanding them, understanding where they're coming from, understanding how they feel. Um, and a lot of the times, people who I work with are wellness practitioners, conscious entrepreneurs, people who have an important message to share. And often that comes from hardship. You know, something's happened. They've come from, you know, uh, something that's happened in their life that has made them want to do something so important and meaningful. And therefore, I can really feel that with my clients. And that really helps me to start to shape how I can support them in communicating what it is that they want to bring to the world. Um, and obviously it translates into color palettes, you know, some kind of symbol for their logo, um, a tone of voice, um, fonts and all those sort of like physical elements. But it's all infused with the energy that I was able to draw from the conversation that I had with a client about, you know, their dream business or the the project that they want to bring to the world. Mm, I'm so, so glad that you you shared that. And it, I, again, just... It's the energy, right? It's leaning into the energy. And it's. I think the intuition is really, really powerful. But it's just like leaning into your own self-trust, mm-hmm. right? It's leaning into to your awareness and to mm, like your sense of translation, right? Your sense of like transformation, like almost like a like metamorphosis, right? Mm-hmm. Like diving into like what is the metamorphosis, yeah. which is just so juicy. And that's what I really love about, about branding, 
is that when you have a brand and when you do it quote unquote right, or mm-hmm. maybe just when it's aligned for you, you know, when you have all of those features, yes, the visuals are important, but it's not really about the visuals. It's about the feeling that people get when they see and experience the visuals. And thus that makes the design mm-hmm. of branding a for me, it's a it's a worldview. You are bringing someone forward into your space. Mm-hmm. You are bringing someone forward into your light, and you're bringing them into a sense of consciousness that you lean into all the time. Um, you know, because you work with like a, a myriad of different clients. Like you actually like work with businesses, mm-hmm. but you work also a lot with personal brands, which I think is really powerful because you also are both, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance that? Um, well, I think it's, it's helpful for me to have the experience of doing both of those because one of the questions I get all the time is, should I create a brand or, sh- or am I the brand? Um, and I think it very much depends on, you know, the specific offering or what it is that that person wants to create or bring into the world but for me having the experience of like building myself as a coach and as a mindfulness uh, mentor and facilitator um, as well as building a design brand a design studio it I think I, I think I'm relatively good at putting myself in another position to be able to to read what it would be like you know I can really quite easily put myself in the shoes of my clients and see, okay, well, what would work for them in their particular situation? But obviously having those two um, (laughs) experiences myself really helps me to understand. And in terms of balancing those, um, it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy being a brand and also a business owner. Um, And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to transfer more into creating my you know, building my business as the main thing that I'm doing and putting out into the world because I want to be free to be fully myself. And I think sometimes there are elements about business that you want to curate and I don't want to have to curate myself. I want to be able to be fully authentic. So as much as there's so much value in showing up as yourself and being a, being a, you know, an influencer or being a brand as a person, there's so many amazing things that can come from that. Um, I think from a business perspective, it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off to, to kind of build my business and build my baby <laughs> as its own entity and then still have the ability to be myself in, in all my messy, you know, imperfect ways. So um, it's a tricky balance, but I'm, I'm getting there. Mm, I was just talking to a client yesterday And uh, we were doing a strategy session and we were talking about, um, you know, the way that what she would best show up. And I was reading her. I was reading some of her charts, like her human design. Mm -hmm. I pulled up her business angel chart. um, Shout out to holisticism Mm -hmm. um, and as well as her her actual birth chart. And of course, you know, I share this with all my peeps. I know like like very kind of, uh, what is it? Top of the line. Like I just do like surface level stuff. Okay. When it comes to this, but I I'm looking for specific information. Mm -hmm. Right. And what I found in her is that her business, um, was very much kind of like, has that aggressive, uh, kind of, you know, forward, Mm -hmm. very like justice based, like diversity, you know, like is it's all, it's like rebellion, 
but rebellion to like liberate others. Like she just gets really fired up. Mm -hmm. But the person, right, who she, that's the business, but who she is, right, is, you know, she's someone who I think is very like present with people and she can get fired up, but she needs like the invitation to do so. And she wants to be authentic to herself. And it's kind of, you know, tricky to balance all that and get into that. And I was like, well, Obviously, you know, I'm not, I didn't say obviously, but I'm like, look, here's a clear opportunity. Personify the role, personify the business, make the business like a sister, right? It's like another mm-hmm. entity of you. So you're stepping into a sense of performance yet, yeah, but it's an authentic performance because you want that authenticity because this is still within you. This is still the same information. This is still the same intention. It's just more in line because you're taking that essence that's really at the heart of your business and you're making it available. So don't think about how you would show up authentic- authentically. Don't think about like what she, mm-hmm. what you would wear and what you would say, really personify the business, personify what, like what lip, what lip color would she wear? If she were to, if she were to stop uh, this, like kind of aggression that she has, if she were to hop on the TikToks, yeah, and like film some sort of like, you know, video, right? Drop in the gyms, okay. What would be like a quick fix for her for her to do that? Would she feel like she could do it, no makeup, no problem? Or would she run to the bathroom and go put on lipstick? Would she put on a pair of earrings real quick? Like, what does she need to do mm-hmm. to be able to like express that fired upness that she has? And, you know, so I, I, I wanted to bring that up because it, it feels very in line with what you were just talking about, right? Like focusing on the the feeling of, and yeah, maybe the personification, but like leaning into what is that expression, right, of the business? Because you created the business. Like this is your business. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're a part of it, but you don't have to put your whole part, like the whole part of you in it. You can have those boundaries, Right. And that was a big lesson for me recently is like those boundaries, yet those boundaries really empower us to magnify us, to have people see us and be like, wow, look at this person who just showed up. That was a long exhale, but damn bitch, I see it. I love it. I love it. I think (laughs) it makes complete sense because there is obviously lots of value in a person embodying the business themselves but also the business has its own essence its own identity its own energy and sometimes in order to serve the business to the best of its you know potential you have to separate it from yourself and as you were saying look at it as a separate entity like what does this business need to say today what does this or you know what is she if we're creating an identity and actually starting to like personify her um what is it what is important for her to share today and these sorts of things can can really help to i think from a practical perspective of actually you know boundaries separating yourself from it and not seeing the the success of the business directly uh, aligned with your value so you know business is an experiment isn't it you're trying different things out you're trying different tactics you you know, we try new things all the time, we experiment. And if they fail, sometimes we can take that on as like a personal thing. But ultimately, the business is is its own thing. It does not necessarily determine your value as a human being. So from that sense, it's actually quite useful and empowering to 
to separate them and just see it as its own thing that has its own voice that you're just here to understand. It's like that whole concept of a muse that is like has landed on your shoulder and is like, hey, <laughs> I would like you to be the vessel to bring me into the world. Um, but yeah, there's some really, really cool ways of like, do and it's it's quite new for me actually like trying to separate this concept of like my business is a separate entity to me um because starting uh starting in the entrepreneurial world for me was as a coach and that is very much me um and is very much thought of as like you're the face of the business you're the face of um of the brand and over time I've started to kind of separate the two and it's actually really a really beautiful way to allow something to be in its own um in its own identity that isn't necessarily also you (laughs) absolutely oh my gosh okay I just want to go in so many different directions so I think it's time (laughs) we get into hot takes (laughs) (laughs) let's do it Crystal, uh, so much juice, and we'll get into all of that. Yeah, but I gotta know. I gotta know. Okay, what is like? What is the fire? Uh, do you have a hot take? You know what? What is your insight? Yeah, your your main dish on the fact that our branding is a worldview. So I kind of see it as a. I like to use the word manifesto, and I, and I know I love this word Ooh. because it's. I think depending on who you are, you might think of this word very differently. So if you are not particularly spiritual, you might think of this word as like policy and like a political thing, like a political party will have a manifesto. But I (laughs) kind of, you know, similar vibes to that. But from a spiritual perspective, I think of a manifesto as something that you are putting out into the world that is a reflection of your values, your beliefs, your worldview, um, what you think is important and like maybe your purpose in the world, your dharma. Um, and by putting it out into the world, whether that's through embodiment or through your brand or through what you do physically, you are manifesting that essence, that value that belief that that worldview that you have within you so for me branding is is a manifesto it's a a physical um translation of something that is energetic and i think it's it can be a very powerful way to to communicate a message that is not only you know words and visuals but it is a vibe and obviously by vibe we're talking about frequency we're talking <laughs> about energy we're talking about things that trickle down and vibrate on a much deeper level than just hey I'm a coach and this is what I do and I like to dress in pink <laughs> it's so much deeper than that so yeah it's kind of like an energetic statement of your worldview I have such, and I've said this on the show before, but I have such a tricky time. Um, I, I think bringing down the visuals into like an actual like auditorial experience. Um, they're very much in my brain. I was recently on a panel and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm the designer here in this space, you know, as a multi-hyphenate, right? You know, it's kind of usually this 
the thing. And uh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll design two and I'll put this in and whatever. Um, and they, they were getting very specific and kind of drawing out the process of which we would be talking on this panel and how do we be going through it and like just the format of it. And, um, I was like, oh, okay, well I'll clearly just do X, Y, and Z. And so I shared that with them and I'm like, okay. But then we ended up spending an hour talking about it. And I kept being like, I feel like, let me just go ahead and make the presentation. And then you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but they didn't let me do that. They wanted to keep talking about it. And so it's, I, I, I am someone that like needs to be in the actual creation space of the visuals mm -hmm. to be able to then communicate that forward. Mm -hmm. um, but you definitely have the skill set <laughs> of being able to like ground, ground the visuals and be able to talk about it. Do you ever have a hard time? doing that see i i wouldn't have said do you mean like communicating it, it, it in words yeah i think i'm t i think it's because i'm an emotional speaker i mm. you know when you're an emotional speaker and i don't know the different types of speakers i just know what i am it, and i'm a word repeater right and the reason i'm a word repeater is because i'm so lost in the emotion now if i'm not talking to you and i'm writing or I'm just like in my own thoughts, oh, bitch, I'll pull up all the fucking words. I'll pull up the whole thesaurus. <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, I can like go on to like very specific areas. But being present with someone because I, again, I'm an emotional speaker. I'm so lost in the emotions and like just the presence and the energy of, of the conversation of being with someone that it's so hard for me to get away from what feels like to me general vagueness. Mm-hmm. And so then communicating that in design is kind of like, um, I mean, you know, none of my clients, fortunately, are like, you need to explain this further. They trust me. But just the specific panel, like that was just an example. Yeah. They did not trust me. And <laughs> if, you know, they had just let me just show them what I had meant uh, instead of having to talk about it, we would have saved literally an hour of our time, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I would definitely say that my strengths are in the visuals and that I, I, I definitely resonate with some of the things that you were saying about being an emotional speaker and being able to explain things more visually. Um, but I, I've also had compliments from clients where I, you know, when I'm presenting work back to them, for example, I don't just send a, a deck with images and let them just figure it out. I always send like a video. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I put, yeah. or I'll um, obviously present to them live like this or um, record a video of myself explaining it. And I have had some really good feedback around like, wow, like the way that you explained it really like, you know, added the extra sparkle to, for me to understand where this is coming from. Um, and I'd, l I'd like to think that that is still there without me having to explain it, because as we've been talking about, it isn't about the visuals or the words, it's about the energy. Um, but sometimes if people are just getting used to having a brand and understanding visuals and understanding the energy of colors and the energy of like a specific kind of... Um, yeah, like graphics, it, it helps to have somebody who, who does understand it, explain it in a way, in a way that they can understand. And obviously everybody, as you say, receives information differently. Some clients might, may not benefit really from my explanation. They may just see that and go, I get it. I get it. I feel it. It's right or, or it's wrong. Um, but having that like, um, 
yeah, like verbal explanation can create an extra layer for somebody to just provide a different perspective and and to maybe reach a, a, a deeper level, you know, within them in terms of their their understanding and their reception of of the piece or whatever it is that I'm sharing. Yeah, man, the manifesto. I'm just I'm just lost in that. I'm lost in that. I'm I'm because it's just so beautiful, and I'm I'm kind of you know. I feel like I always come back to this. Like it's something I forget often and I almost wonder if I forget it so frequently because it's so beautiful coming back to it and like discovering it again. Mm -hmm. And it's that, you know, I'm very much in line with that. You know, the, the whole, the whole thing of what we do here, right. Is yes. You know, the show specifically is, is yes. Magical realness. Like where is the, where is the reality of magic within our lives? Where can we experience that? And it's our choice. But past that, yeah, it's the art of simpatico. Mm-hmm. And the art of simpatico is our North Star. You know, we're very big on having North Stars at Blythe Mitrals, um, you know, for, for anybody. Like, what is your North Star? Get real, like, what is the core? What is the essence of what you're doing? And I, I always, again, it's I forget that the art of simpatico is that manifesto. And I, again, I think I forget it because I just had this little moment when you were talking like, oh, fuck. That's the artist. I was just so fucking lit up, you know, <laughs> by remembering this again or like discovering it again. And, um, y- you know, it very much like you can have these kind of uh, lofty ideas and goals and dreams. And, and, you know, that's why this space is very welcome to, to the dreamers. Um, but it, it, I think it totally shifts that magnetization, that that manifestation. Mm-hmm. Right. All of those spaces really change. Um, it, it goes in a totally different direction that is so serving, that is so fulfilling, that is so just light and bright and just brings to the spaces that we need to be. When we do follow the element of our manifesto, when we do follow that North Star and let it guide us mm-hmm. and be like the space that we always come back to, I don't do anything in my business without asking, where is the art of simpatico? Does this help me communicate the art of simpatico? Does this help me be in the art of simpatico? Everything I do comes back to that. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It is, I love it. What is your manifesto? Um, I would say for me, it's conscious evolution. <laughs> and that it's about being deliberate about what we bring to this world. Um, I think that, I think that we live mostly in autopilot and it's something that I woke up from, well, I had a little taster of it maybe like eight or nine years ago um, through experiencing anxiety and I started to deal with anxiety. I started to like fix it through using mindfulness and I wasn't really aware at that point that that was, <laughs> the problem was that I was like just trying to fix a problem rather than really get down to the root of where that was coming from um and I realized then that it was all coming from this from the fact that I was living in autopilot and I was not making decisions based on um my true desires and the things that were important to me and the things that are important for me to bring into this world I was making decisions based on other people and based on society based on judgment and perceptions And so over time, I realized that I had been not living my own truth and not being myself and not making decisions for me. 
So having come to that realization, I obviously got really obsessed with mindfulness, which is why it's such a huge part of my business. And I really think that I suppose mindfulness is the thread that connects a lot of the things that I do. Um, and now where I feel like it's taking me is to this place of conscious evolution, which is being conscious about the decisions that we make so that as humans, we can evolve better over time and we can become better in terms of more well and better in terms of, you know, more compassionate, more loving, more intentional, more deliberate. Um, so all of my businesses, <laughs> all of my businesses, my mindfulness business is very much about that and my design businesses as well. I work with people whose values I align with. My clients, are, I'm, I'm not niching in terms of only wellness practitioners, but I niche in terms of values, which is conscious people who want to make a change, who want to create something of substance and who are being deliberate and intentional about what they bring into this world and, and yeah, what their purpose is on this planet. Mm, the niching down, like you niche with values, right? Because we are told over and over again to niche. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Niching is, is oh man, <laughs> such a hot topic for me. Um, but we're told over and over again to niche to a, a very specific audience in the far, form of like either interest, but usually a, like an occupation, a mm -hmm. certain style, right? That's why there are so many goddamn coaches for coaches. Like it is just, oh my God, it's maddening. Absolutely maddening. Basically, it's just like a huge like pyramid scheme. Yes. Honestly, oh my goodness. Point. It's coaches yes. for coaches. Um, and, and so anyways, going back to the idea, because, you know, I, I think that niching down is not serving, right? I think having, having a, a center, yes, but niching down is not a place that serves you when you're a multi-hyphenate or at least, you know, getting even more to it when you're a generalist rather than a specialist, right? Niching mm -hmm. down is, is such an, is such a great space when, when you are a specialist, um, but when you're a generalist, right, like you just, you have so many different passions, so many different skill sets, so many different areas to lean into. Yeah. So why would, why would you niche down? Right? Like, cause it just doesn't, it, I think it smothers your creativity and it, it limits it. It boxes it in. And so anywho, right, this idea of niching through value versus a person, I, I, I I don't know, maybe that's like a, a new word or a new phrase or like ideology, practice, whatever, in terms for the multi-passionate, for the multi-hyphenate, is looking at the values, um, looking at the journey, right? Not, not looking at what is, because also you can have five different occupations or five different types of businesses and they all are interested in a very conscious area mm -hmm. of, of journey, right? And then you can have five people from the same occupation and they're interested in five very different areas of journey. Absolutely. Right? And so focusing in on those values, man, my, the emoji, my mind is blown. <laughs> it's doing that thing. Pew. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think I was struggling to, you know, find that myself in the sense of, you know, the messaging is all about niching down, niching down, you know, who specifically are you helping and within that industry, what stage of the journey and within that stage of the journey, how old are they and like all of these different things. And I've done many ideal client worksheets, many, you know, different exercises to get clarity on this. Um, particularly when I first was, you know, embarking on this journey of, of working for myself. 
Um, and over time, I just, I just kept feeling that I was like, well, it's not necessarily just yoga teachers or it's not just necessarily wellness practitioners, but I think some of these practitioners or these entrepreneurs kind of like are embodying some of the values that are important to me. And I just had, it took me a little while to realize it. Um, but ultimately that was where I felt I could really connect with people and it didn't really matter what they were doing, whether they were selling plants, whether they were, um, trading, I don't know, food or something like that. It didn't, doesn't really matter as long as the values are aligned and, I think for me, that's what makes it exciting to work with someone who, who has a similar worldview, who has a similar manifesto um, of the world. So that's who I want to help. I'm happy to to work with you know any kind of business owner, but if the values are aligned, then perfect. Ooh, oh my gosh, just as good as the uh, pasta that I had last night. I'm just like it's just so tasty. Everything <laughs> you just said. Um, I want to get into the details. I want to break this down a little bit. Okay. So let's do that. You know, I I feel like, ah, uh, my gosh, I, how do I want to say this? It's like everything you're saying and everything that we're talking about is is again like so juicy, right? Going back to like. It's like the pasta I had last night. It's just so freaking tasty. Um, but it kind of is like that. Like, because pasta is not the most healthiest dish you could have. This is like getting to like the really, really good kind of indulgent stuff, right? Um, because this is all very important and having a worldview is essential. Absolutely. That's what we're getting to the root of. But something that I think is beyond that is that this, your manifesto is like what you give a shit about. And that doesn't necessarily mean that other people are going to give a shit about it, especially if you can't communicate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I feel like the, you being able to communicate it is like the salad and girl. Oh, I love me a good salad. Okay. I love me a good salad. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, we need like a balance of both, right. We need like a healthy, healthy balance of indulgence and just like pure, fueling and of course you can have one in the same whatever this is such a bad analogy i'm sorry but i I, (laughs) i'm following i'm following (laughs) (laughs) i I think your manifesto your worldview right is it's kind of only as good as you're able to like bring other people into it Mm -hmm. because if you don't have other people into it then like does it really exist oh my gosh (laughs) exactly (laughs) i think and, and it's tricky because we're scared we're scared to bring out into the world the things that most matter to us because they're the things that most matter to us. It's easy to share something that is not that important to you. It's easy to, you know, run a project that is not that important to you. But when it's something that is like intrinsically, you know, linked with your values, your beliefs, who you are as a human being, your purpose on this planet, the pressure on making that or delivering that to the highest of your ability is huge and there and and that's why it's scary and that's why sometimes we have these manifestos we carry them around kind of within us and we're scared to actually share it with the world and and do something about it and and we struggle to communicate it and we struggle to actually do it justice so 
yeah, I mean, it's, but as you say, if we don't, then what's the point? <laughs> it doesn't exist. No one can ever read your manifesto. No one can ever understand what's important to you. No one can ever feel what you're here to deliver. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, why are you doing it? Like, where is your why? Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't get it's it's hard work to figure out how you communicate it. Yeah. How you get in those spaces, um, you know, but like if you've got to do it, otherwise mm -hmm. your why isn't there. Right. Yeah. You just have a what and a what is great. OK, I'm here for the what, you know, but if we don't have that why. Right. And if we don't have the execution of the why, mm -hmm. that's even the biggest thing. That I see missing all the time. The execution of the why. Yeah. We see a lot of execution of the what, not the why. If we don't have the execution of the why, then like also why is it even a thing? It's, I'm getting <laughs> lost in like the same word over and over, but I know you feel me. It's, 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 it's just like you just you, you got to do it because if you don't have the people there, you making money is not enough. I'm sorry. It's not. It can be a hell of a motivator and it can be a great starting point. But you just wanting to make some fucking money, not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. At least not if you want to be like a conscious entrepreneur, you know, as you've been highlighting, you know, in, in this conversation. It's you, you can't do it. So we have to get really clear on, again, the worldview and being able to communicate the worldview. But, but further than that, actually bringing people into the spaces. It's why community is so important right? Community, and it has a space of engagers versus followers. There's a reason why I don't give a shit about how many people I have on Instagram. I, I had someone talk to me not too long ago, and she said it was so validating to talk to you because, like, you know, you're at this place in your business, and I'm all the way at the bottom, and you only have 50 more followers than I do. And it's like, it's not about the followers, no. right? It's about the people that are engaged and that are in your spaces and what they're actively doing in your space, right? I love it when people to ask me about the art of simpatico. I love it. I love telling people about how it can liberate your fucking life. Hello, this podcast, honestly, let's be real. So it, it really would not have the heart, the message, the impact that it does if I didn't bring people in. The manifesto wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Who am I fucking manifesting with? Source is not enough. We have to show up and we have to co-create. Mm -hmm. Co-creation does not only mean source. Co-create with those that are around you. Yeah, absolutely. Again, art of simpatico. Uh, art of simpatico. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, completely. I I believe that it's it's your duty if you if you've been you oh, know duty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's getting serious now. It's your duty. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been gifted, you know, the vision, if you've been gifted the um, the desire to want to create something, to bring something, to share something, you know, whatever that is for you, then it is your duty to deliver that because there's people who are waiting to hear that from you. There's people who need to hear that, need to receive it, need to be in your energy. So... And it's completely pointless, as we were saying, for you to just have it and know it. It's like selfish. <laughs> Share it with the world. <laughs> Put it out there. And absolutely, it's going to be scary because it's important. But it's more important for, 
for everybody to be able to experience it and for everybody to be able to share, you know, in your vision. Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm just doing a little dance over here. <laughs> um, and and that, that's what branding is, right? There, that is the tool, right? That is the mission. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose that branding gives you. Um, of course, there's, there's, there's more involved with that. But, but at the heart, again, it's your worldview and it's your communication of the worldview. And again, it's that tool that allows you to do just that, to allow people to bring you in. So when you focus on the brand experience, yeah, um, you know, being very intentional about what logo you choose, that's great, right? That's amazing. We love a good intentional logo. Um, but it's, it's not everything. And if those kinds of decisions are holding you back from being able to make that connection, like to start making that connection, um, to bring people into your spaces, then it's just like, then you're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're not in your why. You're not in the, the um, implementation of the why. You're just, you're just lost in some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> It's lots of bullshit. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I say that with kindness, but I also mean that like, you know, a gentle kick in the pants to be like, you know, that's why I keep saying it's not about the specifics. It's about the aesthetics. And like, think about if you are lost in that, you know, just think about again, like what you do, Crystal, is like, it's the energy. Where, what is the energy of what you're creating, which is essentially aesthetics. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what is it that you are creating? And just keep focusing on that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. It's all a tool to open the door. What do you what do you need to do to open that door and implement that into your branding, implement that into the way that you nurture your audience and the way that you spend time with your audience, your community, as we would rather say, um, all of those spaces. Um, Crystal, I want you to really drop some gems. So we're going to get into tips and tricks. Looking at that and looking at the fact that it's, you know, your energy and all of those spaces, um, you know, and, and the worldview and, and, and you have to implement the why, right? Where do you think would be like a good place for people to start in doing that? You said that you started with a bunch of workbooks or like guidebooks and stuff. Would you start there? Um, yeah, I think it's always helpful to have, you know, external tools to guide you um, because if, if it's something that you, you're new to, you need to know where to start. Um, if you've not done it before, I think for me, a really good place to start is, um, visualization because I think that is a good way to get out of your head a little bit in terms of intellect, trying to intellectualize what your brand should be. You know, what, what's a good logo? What's a good color palette? What, what's going to bring me high paying clients? You know, there's some of these questions that we, we might think we need to answer in order to create a brand. Um, but if we start to connect with visuals, visuals are so powerful because visuals create emotion. They have like an emotional affinity. So if we can start to connect with visuals, we're starting to, we're triggering the feelings. So, <laughs> so if we can, and this is a simple one, you've probably heard of it before, but creating a, a brand mood board or a brand vision board can be a really, really beautiful way to approach this from an energetic perspective in a simple way. So without having to overthink, you know, 
what is the energetic frequency of my brand that might be a little bit overwhelming to begin with but if you can create a visual mood board or a visual or vision board for your brand and start to piece together the images and photos that create that feeling that you want to create that's going to steer you in a, in the direction that me- most makes sense for your business because it is all about that feeling and it might seem shallow at first it might seem like oh i'm just choosing images of like a stunning office with a gorgeous sea view and all of these things that might seem a little bit too aspirational but if we can really connect with the aspirational those aspirational images we start to like elevate you know, the, the energy and elevate the feeling of what that brand could be rather than just trying to intellectualize it all. So yeah, doing doing a Google search, getting on Pinterest, searching for images that excite you, search, searching for images that, that really evoke emotion and that you feel represent what you want to create. So um, yeah, as, as Brittany Marie was saying, it's aesthetic ultimately. And yes, it's visuals, but ultimately it's a representation of the energy of the business that you're wanting to create. So I think, yeah, a vision board or a a mood board is a really good place to start. Mm, I, you know, when I talk about Instagram, I talk about it. I I always say like, that is your online magazine. And I got that from Hillary Rushford. You know, I did not come up with that by myself. Um, But yeah, it's, it's your online magazine. And, you know, here's the thing about a magazine there, there's like a certain issue, there's a certain topic, there's something that they're exploring and that, you know, or writing about or just whatever that they're always coming back to. And so I guess you could say every issue is their own manifesto, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that there are so many fucking ads in that thing that it's really, really hard to like, you always have to like come back and connect to it. You're having to constantly come back and connect to whatever that is. And by having an Instagram, by using it as your magazine, yeah. Um, you're getting to like get through that bullshit of having to constantly come back to it. I guess you could say like if people are on their feed and they're just kind of scrolling on like their homepage, then they're like having, I guess, to do that to come back to your space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so much more intentional when you have a branded look or when you have that feeling or that mood because they'll like recognize it in an instant. Yeah. They know it's you. Whereas in a, in a magazine, they have to like, think about that it's you. They have to think about the manifesto. And it's almost like, I think that's maybe why magazine sales are getting like lower and lower down because it's not just the advertisement. It's just like, it's so hard to get into like what that issue is, mm-hmm. at least for me, you know? Um, but yeah, like you get to use Instagram and you could just start with Instagram. I don't think Instagram is the place to find your people. I think it's a great place to connect with the people that you have. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like the place. For me, what I use it as is more than anything else is a place for me to play Yeah. with the world. Absolutely. With my worldview. Okay. Yeah. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm nodding. Like, yeah, I think Instagram is... You know, because it's it is an amazing tool. I think it gets a it gets a lot of shit because it is also you know <laughs> it's created to suck time and energy from us, which I find very frustrating. But it's a free tool and it's a really good place to play to start to figure out to start to create an aesthetic because you have to. You can't just have like random posts and you know if if you want to have random posts, fine, but it doesn't build that mood. It doesn't build that aesthetic, but it's a really good place to practice understanding what different pieces can make up 
a bigger picture because you can look at one post individually, but then you have a feed. And then when you step back and look at the feed, it's like, what is the feeling of all of these pieces when they come together? And, and that then is helping you to then choose what is that next piece of content? And does it fit into this picture that I'm building? And is this picture that I'm building saying what I want it to say? So just practicing that, playing with that, choosing images, choosing different fonts, different colors, and stepping back every now and then looking at the overall feed and just sense checking, is this creating the feeling that and the aesthetic and the energy that I want to create? Is this saying what I want to say? Because if it's not, start again. <laughs> Choose different images, change a different direction, and it's fine. It doesn't cost any money. It just takes a little bit of time and energy. But it's a really, it's a really easy and fun way to to practice, you know, build, adding small pieces that create a bigger, a bigger picture. Yeah. Ugh. yes. I, I'm curious. A thought is coming to my brain. Yes. Like, what do you do when you kind of know your why? Like when you kind of have your manifesto and mm-hmm. you're trying to be more conscious, um, you know, I, I'm thinking about all that we're talking about, which is just, again, just that pasta, man, just so good. Um, but like, I'm thinking about the listener who's like, I'm just not clear on what my manifesto is, right? They may know, they may know their, their, their vision, their mission, their value proposition, right? They may even know their North star, right? But that may not, that is my manifesto, but that may not be their manifesto. So like they kind of have the pieces and they're like close to the why, but they still haven't like gotten there mm-hmm. yet. And they kind of know what their mood board is. They kind of know what issue they want to put on Instagram, like what would you say to someone in that spot? I would say experiment because the more, and what I mean by experiment is actually start talking about what you think your why is, start sharing it with people, start talking about oh, it on Instagram. Like just saying something out loud can help you to to read your own energy around it, like did I, was I empowered when I said that or was I like super shy and like not really behind the words that came out of my mouth? Um, and, you know, that's an element in human design as well for, for specific types, saying something out loud and just sense checking it, like even recording yourself talking about something or asking someone to repeat back what you've said for you to receive it and see how that feels for you energetically. I think that's a good way to, to start testing things out. And also just from a practical more yeah from a practical sense of sharing something with someone and seeing how they respond if they're like wow yeah that I really feel that or doesn't really mean much to me you know just starting to to see how people respond to what you're saying can help to shape you know where where are people getting excited where am I getting excited where am I getting you know fired up where am I feeling like I'm galvanizing and if if that's energy starting to like elevate if people are getting excited if people are you know becoming magnetic to you then there's probably something in that if it doesn't feel super exciting if it feels a little bit you know lukewarm then maybe try a different direction and 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 chop and change as you go and until you start to really feel that exciting vibrant energy coming through Mm, yeah yeah. Oh, that's so juicy. I think, I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. Is the talking about it. Talk about it with other people. And I think, you know, to, to your point, you know, I, you very much said this, but just to reiterate it, like ex- keep expanding on it, 
Mm-hmm. Like, don't just have the same conversation with every single person, right? Um, uh, you know, let's use the artist in Patico, right? Uh, and, in my case, I would say that probably most people are like, what's that? Tell me more about it. But maybe it's like well-known, right? You know, or maybe, oh, let's go to this. Maybe it's stoicism. I don't know why. Maybe that's your manifesto. Maybe that's your thing, you know? Let, let's go there. When we process, when we practice stoicism, uh, we live... We live the most stress-free, oh, chronic stress. Oh my gosh, bitch, let's, let's, I'm creating this on the spot. You're <laughs> trying to help people with chronic stress because you've been suffering from chronic stress for a very long time, AKA me. So you know that when you dive into stoicism, it helps you detach from your stress and it helps you just live and be present. Amazing, okay? So don't just talk about like what stoicism is. Don't just talk about the philosophy um, talk about all those little pieces, all those little gems, all those little bits that help you like get into stoicism, that help you practice stoicism, that help you think in, in a stoic way, that help you hold, hold the presence of, of a stoic individual. Um, so yeah, don't just let it be like, oh, well, this is stoicism and this is the philosophy and this is what you do. Because at some point you're just preaching. No one wants to hear a preacher. Okay, the only time someone wants to hear a preacher is when they're actually like sitting in church and they probably don't even want to hear it then. They probably just feel obligated to hear it, you know? Um, we, don't, we don't like being preached at. So think about like the person that's sitting in front of you. Think about what's valuable to them. Meet them where they're at. And even if it's just like interest, maybe they don't have chronic stress. Maybe they don't want to practice stoicism, but they're just generally curious about you. That's a great way to even explore that even further and see what someone who has no interest at all see what allows them to actually give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Because when you can lean on that and start practicing that within your worldview and what you're communicating with your community, ah, man, that'll come in 10 times fold. Because that person doesn't give a shit. And now suddenly they do. And this, per- this person that's your ideal client, they're, they're definitely interested. They just need to be shown the way. 100%. So, random example out of my ass probably wasn't that great but you understand what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) no it makes sense i think yeah like it's it's that whole balance between the what and the why like yes stoicism cool get it talk about the meaning but like why why is it important and like and how and and starting to build that full picture and yeah just like really feeling it and communicating it with that feeling and seeing how people respond to that and obviously you know if someone is likely to be interested in it that you're going to see that connection you're going to feel it and it's going to remind you how important it is and you might as you say convince people who are not necessarily in that place ready to receive it but if it's something that is important to you people love passionate people even if the they're not passionate about the same thing. Like I follow people that do some really random things that I'm not interested in, but I love to see their passion. I love to see their love for the thing that they do. I love to see people who are just lit up by something and it doesn't really matter what it is. So if you are lit up by something, share that, talk about it, be it. It's, it's magnetic. It really is. Hashtag TikTok. Like, hello, how, how else did we get lost on TikTok for so many hours? I don't give a shit about all this stuff, but it is. You're right. It's the passion. It's the passion. It's witnessing that. That is what gets me in every single time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's this, this was fabulous. I want to get into last thoughts. This was amazing. You're amazing, Crystal. Let's get into the last thoughts. <laughs> Let's do it. 
Um, so something that you are in right now, like you are truly in, in the midst of, like you are there, right? It's really this, this merging of your multi-hyphenateness. Now, of course, you have been a multi-hyphenate for a minute, honey. Yes. Um, but what makes a really powerful, effective, uh, strong, uh, impactful, all those juicy words, multi-hyphenate, is when you're able to bring in the through line. And before the through line was you, but you've, you've been in a space and you're in the space of like getting past that and finding almost as if it's like your manifesto for, for both of the multi-hyphenateness. Mm-hmm. What is that like? What are, what are you focusing on? What are you doing? Well, firstly, I'm focusing on accepting my multi-hyphenateness. Ooh, that's, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. As we've kind of touched on already in in this conversation, the world wants you to be one thing, and marketing wants you to be one thing. You know, your audience wants you to be one thing, and I'm kind of saying this in inverted commas. It's not true. The message that we are getting is be one thing, niche down. What's the one thing that you're good at? What's the one thing that you can be? And I have struggled with that my whole life because I've never, ever, ever been one thing. I've always been many, many things. So for me, at the moment, I'm very much in a a process of acceptance. And and I would say I'm kind of over the other side now um, where I'm starting to accept that I... I can do many things and I can do many things well. Um, I am loving being able to be a meditation and mindfulness teacher and be super zen and cool and chill and, you know, mindful, but also like I'm crazy (laughs) and I'm weird and I'm loud and I love to dance and listen to Latin music and I'm, you know, I'm so multifaceted and that's okay. And so I also have this design business that is super colorful and like really kind of space themed and weird, which is very, very different to my mindfulness vibe. It's just, you know, the complete other end of the spectrum in terms of the vibe, but both of them are infused with me. Both of those pieces are me. None of it is inauthentic. None none of it is fake. They're just different parts of me. I can be super zen and chill and nature loving tree hugger over here. And also I can be like a weird space alien lady (laughs) (laughs) who likes to create like, you know, psychedelic abstract designs. And both of those things, yeah. Both of those things are me. So where I'm at the moment is finding a way to, yeah, split my energy between the two and, you know, give my business the space that it deserves and understand it. As we were saying earlier, like, what does this business want to say? What does this business want to share? And how can I be the vessel for that message and stepping into that? Um, And then also how can I be fully myself uh, as well? How can I be fully authentic to, to me? So it's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Embracing the self is absolutely a journey. And, and I, man, I had this thought um, when you said that you have never been one thing. And just like, I don't know if it was Stacy, my intuition. I don't know if it was me or like what it is. 
Um, I always like really appreciate talking to you and I'm, I'm realizing why that is. Like I was thinking like, that's not true, but not in a bad way. I was thinking that's not true. Like you're magic. That's mm. what I was thinking in my brain. I was like, this is like, she is like magic. She is just like so cool. <laughs> 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 which is like which is like a, like a one thing, That's the one thing. My, the way I was feeling it like the emotion of it I was feeling like that was like a singular thing and again not to like invalidate you but like to I think advocate for you and I I absolutely understand what you mean um I mean in, in so many ways and I don't think that necessarily you were saying this but I I have been outcasted for at this point, at this age, the majority of my life soon, you know, that I will no longer be able to say that. Mm -hmm. But as of now, for the majority of my life, I have been outcasted. I have been gaslighted. I've been put down. Um, you know, I've been, I've been told to, to stay in a corner and just be silent. Um, and, you know, stepping out in my own, stepping out into my, my embracement, my value, my sense of self, really getting into my great awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. is so, is so powerful and so encouraging. And I just, I just felt so much of what you were sharing and really kind of like, I think a lot of that can be the multi-hyphenateness. I think that can be, um, like what, like, like a, like it's a heroine's journey, if you will, there's mm -hmm. like a very specific heroine's journey for multi, like multifaceted individuals. And it's like, they just, they want it. They, they want to understand us in a way that is convenient for them. So they have put us in this space and we have to be like, nah, bitch, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, and I think that's how creatives kind of get to this rebellious stage because it's, it's had to be an active rebellion for you to be able to get there. And uh, to the point of like, I, I realized why I, I'm always like really interested or just like super like, yeah, looking forward to talking to you is more so than anything else. Like you really excite me. Um, like you, like your thoughts and your ideas and just like your presence, like who you are. I just, I love talking to you and I get, I, I don't normally register like excitedness cause I'm, I think I'm always like looking for connection in those spaces and I'm always happy to have it, but I am like so fucking stoked to talk to you every single time. Um, and I'm thinking about, about like a couple other times that we've met in group spaces where I acted like a total fucking maniac because I was just so excited to talk to you. I was excited to talk to everyone, <laughs> but I was especially excited to, to talk to you. Um, I just think that like in so many ways, I, I see a mirror, but it's like a mirror that I like staring at. You know what I mean? Like there's some mirrors that just don't give you the good, like they don't give you the good luck. Like it's like those, 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 uh, those, those, those mirrors that you see in the stores, right? In the dressing rooms. Those, those don't do shit for you, you know, but it's, it's those special mirrors that just make you feel like, yes, yes, amazing, <laughs> I like, incredible, I like what right? I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I get from you. Yeah. And so that's why it's really exciting. And, and I love hearing about you embracing that side um, and being in those spaces because you've already embraced so much. And like, honestly, do you really need to embrace anything more? No, but it's again, like that act of rebellion. And just like continuing to do it, do it. Yeah. Just because like, again, you're magic, you know? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for, for what <laughs> you just said. I'm like, oh my God, I'm blushing over here. But I completely understand what you're saying. And I feel the same when yeah. we talk. Yeah. I think it's almost like a sense of, um, there's like some validation in it for me of, of having someone else 
to speak to who understands what it's like to have to be so multifaceted and 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 be fine with that and I think you're so accepting of your multi-hyphenateness and it is I would say I'm definitely there in terms of I'm accepting it and I'm doing it I'm doing the things I'm getting out there um but I, I wouldn't say it's a common thing to come across so you know connecting with you and just experiencing being in your energy and your just like love for this this way of living which is accepting all parts of you and being able to bring all those different elements into your business like not just like the parts that are gonna make you rich <laughs> not just the parts that other people are looking for but what being comfortable and being excited about sharing all the things that you're passionate about and that's that's for me you know it is so validating it's so exciting to to be able to share that and see you know how it's working for you because yeah I've definitely felt like I've needed to cut pieces out of like well you know this is something I'm passionate about but maybe other people don't care or maybe this isn't a you know a a viable business model (laughs) you it based on the world that we live in it's all about like how can we monetize how can we capitalize on this um and I think your approach is just so it's just so holistic so wholesome and so so true to you and I love that mm, I it's so funny I feel like we just said the same thing about the other person but just in our own language it's almost what it feels like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a mirror like I, <laughs> I know, just totally the mirror element. And like, what a, like, a beautiful love fest. I'm so like, th- and also just thank you. I think part of me is like doing that thing where you're like, oh, like, thanks, but no thanks. And also like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 take it in, you know? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm shy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, dear listeners, before we just keep like diving in and in and in these spaces, um, you know, I I think that there are so many wonderful takeaways from this episode, and I know that I'm definitely going to be in this space and with it for a while. I think specifically from from this bit, from like that love fest, I, I, I think it's there's so many different types of expanders that you can have. And I wouldn't necessarily say they're the mirror expanders. I think it's like the unified expanders. It's like the sister expanders. It's like it's the expanders that like you see and that are maybe at your level. And that don't expand you because they're bigger, but because they're continuing to choose to grow. And you're also making that decision at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it just hits differently. Yeah. 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 I think there's value in seeing other people who are like you and seeing other people who have something that you want, that you want to have and just, yeah, just connecting and connecting with them and being in their energy as much as you can to help um, either elevate those pieces that you already have within you or to bring something new into your life and, you know, expand you in a different and new way. Mm. I feel like our listeners have met that. I feel like, you know, maybe again, like a love fest, but definitely, you know, you and I, I think part of the, you know, I'm kind of realizing that part of the, the guests that I have on the show are like meant to serve as expanders, right? Like I'm not, I don't give it, it doesn't matter to me just like the Instagram stuff, like what specific status that they have, like who do you need to be watching out for? Not because like you need to know who they are, but because they help you step into the person that you are becoming, you know? 
Um, so I think, you know, a, an extra challenge is find those people, you know, go out and seek that and, and really explore what an expander means to you and what your expanders actually do for you. Because if they're not helping you expand, if you're lost in comparison when you're in those spaces, they're not your expanders, right? They're like your contractors almost, mm -hmm. you know? So little, little, little extra gym there. Um, Crystal, you know, of course, in the, in the site show notes, I'm going to have the links to all of your stuff, to all of what's going on. Um, you know, you were launching something that is really exciting, um, but I want to give you the floor and I want you to take it away. I'm, I'm really stoked about this. Me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so stoked about it. I'm like, oh, where do I begin? Um, yes. So I think very much mirroring what we've just been talking about, about accepting all those different pieces of ourselves. I have been led to create a container for other conscious humans who share similar values whoop, whoop, to us and <laughs> who have something meaningful to bring to this world. It doesn't have to be within a specific industry, doesn't have to be within a specific line of work, but have something that they want, they want to bring to this world um, and want to be in community with other people who are also doing something similar. So again, sharing values, not necessarily the thing itself. So I'm launching a, a membership. It's called The Constellation. It's a space where we can connect conscious creators and essentially support each other in co-creating these visions that we've been talking about, these visions that maybe we felt, maybe we've received, maybe we've kind of been secretive about for, for our lives or maybe we've already started doing the thing but we're feeling the pressure of... Um, you know, having to be a marketer, having to be an expert in sales, having to be, you know, all over the finances and sell and create and serve. So it can be very overwhelming. So this membership is basically a space where you can receive support from a mindset and spiritual perspective, you know, being able to look after your spirit, being able to look after your mind and your body and your well-being and also pick up some practical tools about marketing, branding, um, sales, how to manage your finance, how to organize your time and joining each other for a monthly virtual working space to actually have that intentional time to do some stuff. <laughs> because as a solopreneur, I definitely have experienced the overwhelm of like, oh my goodness, when am I going to get find time to do this? And for me, certainly having the accountability and knowing that I'm going to be in an intentional space with other people where I'm going to focus on a specific task can really just catapult my my progress. So, yeah, it's called The Constellation and it'll be a virtual space for conscious creators. So if that sounds like you, um, definitely follow me on Bloom Sky Thinking, my Instagram account and all the details I'll be sharing there. I'll definitely have all that juice, all of that in the site show notes, those links, so people can follow up and get you there. But also, like you said, Bloom Sky Thinking on Instagram. Um, I, I, I feel like, th honestly, the biggest thing for me, at least, you know, the idea of this community is those co-working sessions. And it, I almost kind of feel like all of the finance stuff, like the logistics, the how, all of those things that you break down and are going to be breaking down, um, I feel like that's a bonus because like all of that is really useful in helping you like actually doing the how is being informed on the how. But if you don't sit down 
and actually implement the how, it's just like, you know, almost like what was the point of doing that? Or then it feels pressure or then, you know, it's, it's almost like a lot of inhaling, but not a lot of exhaling. And mm-hmm. the way that you get to exhale is by actually doing. And so the, all of it sounds amazing. I'm, I'm so excited for this, Crystal. This is going to be, man, this is going to be good. Um, but, you know, I, I'm particularly like attracted to those co-working sessions, and especially because they are like significant in length. And it's just really a space to to create mm-hmm. and exactly. and to exhale and to practice and to be it's just man it sounds amazing um thank you so much for sharing that thank you so much for being here dear listeners you know the drill uh let's be in the artist simpatico okay so if you got ooh, if you got the good feelings if you got the juice if you got the information which there were a lot of gems dropped here today so let's be real you did um reach out to crystal and on the IG, whatever, find her in her spaces and let her know how great this was for you, what you got away from this. And, and just, you know, allow that simpatico to be here because she didn't get paid to do this. She did this because I guess we're like, I guess, sister expanders or everyone to phrase mm-hmm. that. But, you know, more than anything else, like she like she's volunteering her time to be here. Right. Like, so let's let's give that energy back let's applaud her let's let's be in those spaces and let's be in community with her okay um i feel like that's all that we need to really talk about so next time we have a beautiful guest another beautiful guest coming on the show which you guys already know about um so we will dive in next time but until then i mean just rock it and be the magical reinvented you Thank you so much for having me, Brittany Marie. I've had so much fun. It is always magical speaking to you. And you are a true sister expander. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for this. Oh my gosh, my heart, my heart. Until next time, dear friends, I will talk to you then.